Gonna turn you guys up a tad. Turn me up. Turn me up. Push me. And then just touch me. That's better than what I said. I think about that song sometimes. I'm just like, what a weird time that was. Yeah. And does anyone listen to that and not picture Stephen Hawking, like, talking to someone? Because I picture him getting pushed around in, like, a big white room. Oh. My, mine was way more sexual. I'm so sleepy all of a sudden. I think it's your guys' fault. <laughs> Day Tuesday podcast episode 408. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the Sergeant Guy Paul Polion of podcasting, Tyler Driveland. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Beer Boot Camp. No, that sounds stupid. That sounds stupid as hell. Uh, welcome to the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. We're going to be talking about um, backyard beer gardens and mining camps and Ethan the dog. One of those is really, really sad, and the rest are just kind of sad. So you'll figure out which one is which, I guess, and you're going to figure all of this out with Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey, what's going on? Uh, sad stuff, I guess. What's going on with you? Sweet. Ready to get sad. Ready to get down and dirty with it. Yeah, just like this mining camp. What kind of beer have you mined up for us? So I've got some Jungle Juice Headhunter IPA by Fathead Brewery. Um, or Fatheads, excuse me. So yeah, this is an IPA, a classic IPA. It uh, is a Jungle Juice uh, Headhunter. So what to me that means it's going to make me very sleepy in a little bit. Um, is the only thing I can think of, or they just poured a bunch of old dirty vodka in here. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I assume it's fruity, but it poured out like a very opaque, um, kind of straw color, um, kind of a light head that was pretty small that kind of went away pretty quick. It smells like, um, like a bed bath and like body works, like citrus hand lotion like it smells super citrusy i think you've combined two locations there bed Bed, bath and body works is is their their parent company obviously it owns everything he's going beyond (laughs) uh yeah that was the lamest episode of dragon ball z when they went beyond uh the bed and the bath right bed and bath uh ssj2 Mm. oh man that is tart. It tastes like, I say almost exactly like grapefruit. Like, it just tastes like eating an unsweetened grapefruit. Oh. I know. Um, which I, is potentially what they were going for. Um, like, this is the most fruity IPA I think I've had. But, like, it's just a, the worst fruit. It's the worst fruit on the planet. Grapefruit is good for, like, two-thirds of the time you're eating it. And then you're like, ow! <laughs> Like two thirds of and, each bite. Yes, correct. <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, this is kind of like citric and and juicy, and oh, astringent. Yeah, then the malort kicks in. 
exactly. Wait, no, I don't think that's I don't think that's accurate. Is that about this? <laughs> Fair deuce. Um, all right. Well, I am not drinking anything like that. I'm drinking a boring, boring pale ale from Yards Brewing Company. It's Philadelphia Pale Ale, 4.6% ABV. Uh, you know, you remember Yards from last week, right? I'm sorry. We we remember the remember which one Yards is. Yeah, I put them on notice. I didn't say we'd stop drinking them. Okay. <laughs> I don't. It's just funny to me because I don't think you'd ever had a Yards on the show before, and then a woman accused uh, Yards of firing them because she got pregnant, and then the very next week you're like, all right, these guys seem cool. <laughs> Look, they were in my mind, you know. I just, I love putting labor in its place. I don't know. Jeez. Anyway, Sam, I've got this fucking Yards beer. It had a uh, medium head, different size bubbles. It's kind of a, a dark yellow here. It's, hmm. It's got a little bit of that, that prune smell to it. A little bit of pruniness. I feel like you bring up prunes quite a bit on this. I feel like that's a, like a, a flavor you pick out of beers quite frequently is prune. You're like wharf. Like you got prune on the mind. Mm, a warrior's drink. Amazing, yeah, well pulled. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you might be right, because I don't think I really ever hear anybody else say that anything tastes pruney. So maybe there's just something wrong with me, and I interpret something as prune-like. But, I don't know, it's like, this does taste... Hmm, let me taste it again. Hold on, you throw me off. <laughs> maybe tasting prunes is a sign of a stroke, like smelling toast is, and he's just been having a stroke for four years straight. That would, that would explain a lot of things. <laughs> yes. yeah. I don't know. This has um, a lot more going on than I would expect from a pale ale, but I don't know if it's good. Come back to me. I'm all confused. I don't know what to make of this. Sam, what do you have? You're the host, so you can just come back to you whenever you want. We don't have to come back to you. That's uh, Well, you know, that's true. Um, tell me what you have. Uh, I have pastry case ale upside down cakes. Um, an ale brewed with pineapple, vanilla, and lactose. 6.5% alcohol by volume. It smells really pineapple That sounds good to me. And sweet. So, maybe. It's weird to have a pale ale that's this sweet. I feel like usually sweetness is reserved for, um, for stouts or other dark beers. So this is odd to me, but I am enjoying it. It's it's kind of one note, but the one note is good, and it's <laughs> delivering on its promise of being like sweet and pineapple. Do you like uh, pineapples or like pineapple upside down cake? Pineapple is an S tier fruit for me. I think okay. it might be my number one fruit. So really? I'm I'm pleased to see it come through here. That's that's I would not have guessed that. Zach, how about you? You pineapple man. Um. <laughs> I was going to make some joke about it tasting like cum, but I couldn't think of anything really clever to say. Um, I, pineapple's fine. I think <laughs> I like, I enjoy it, but every, I feel like I go on a kick where I'm like, yeah, like super into it. And then I, uh -huh. I get one more can and I don't even fucking open it. And I just like throw yeah. it in the garbage after like nine months. And I'm like, I'm never going to eat that fucking pineapple. 
That's yeah. Well, I don't throw it in the garbage because it's canned. So why would you do that, you monster? But I definitely <laughs> have like a year old uh, thing of like tinned pears in my fridge or something like that. Ooh, I think pears might be like if I'm if I'm being honest with myself, I never buy them because I'm never happy with grocery store quality of pears. Yeah. But like yeah. a good pear, I think might be in my like A to S tier of fruits. Like just it's a it's a thinking man's apple. <laughs> it tastes like sand. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Tyler, don't listen to Tyler. He eats his stickers all the time, man. I eat stickers all the time. They're food grade, which is actually a true thing. They are food grade. You can eat them, but like, why like... would you? Why would you, you monster? I don't know what my favorite fruit is. I'm tempted to say kiwi, even though it hurts me. Like wild berry pop tarts. I'm sorry, wild berry pop tarts. Those yeah. purple and blue ones. Right. My favorite fruit is whatever that liquid is on the bottom of a frat house floor. <laughs> probably jungle <laughs> juice and sweat <laughs> yeah a little bit of pee none of those things have to do with our next article but we're going to talk about it uh from courierjournal.com ethan lands gig as chief tasting officer for bush's new beer for dogs way to go ethan way to go ethan so somehow we missed this contest where bush was going to pick a new uh you know chief taster for their new beer for dogs obviously and the award includes twenty thousand dollars ten four packs of bush dog brew and an eight hundred dollar prepaid card to purchase pet insurance for your dog the winner of the whole thing was louisville zone ethan the dog <laughs> uh he was left to die in the parking lot of kentucky's humane society in january and apparently has made a recovery because they say he had a horrific resume. <laughs> he was already an alcoholic, so it's convenient. Uh, yeah, they say he was left to die. They don't tell you it was cirrhosis of the liver that was killing him. <laughs> I was just going to say, what jokes do you expect me to make about this article? And then you guys both made jokes, so I guess I'm the asshole. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you I mean, think his old family is going to show up like Joe Dirt? Where they're like, Ethan, it's us, remember? We left we you never, to die. We never meant to leave you for dead. <laughs> we forgot. Wait, 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 wait. Ferocious of the liver? All right, all right, that counts. Uh, yeah, and then they just bounce out when they realize it's a 10-pack of dog brew and not actual liquor. Um, I do, so I do have some questions about this. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to bring Ethan down at all. Congrats, Ethan, on being alive and a great dog, by all accounts. For sure. Um, but I would like to hear more about his horrific resume, why he's called a, a hero, a local hero of Louisville, uh, and who gets that $20,000? Does it go to the Humane Society? I think that'd be fair. I it also certainly shouldn't go to Ethan's owners. That's, no. that's for sure. Yeah. Or did they, like, adopt... Like, it, it's unclear. Did they adopt this dog out and... Did the new owners enter it? Did the Humane Society employees enter it? I can't, I can't tell. I, I would assume, like to know these answers. I assume he has an owner. Otherwise, he's just, like, has a job and lives at the Humane Society still, which is a weird combination of things. <laughs> he's uh, emancipated, like Macaulay Culkin. There's, oh, okay, he has been adopted. There's a whole list of Ethan-related articles linked from this. Um, like Kentucky Humane Society reveals his breed and Ethan the dog's journey gets happy ending at adoption celebration. 
he is like legit famous. Like they would interview him on the news or like have him pick the winner of like a local high school basketball championship. It sounds like. Yeah. Right. Man, they love this dog. People are gonna read through his tweets three years from now and be like, "Oh man, he's said some really problematic stuff," and everyone's gonna feel weird about how much they liked him. We all yeah, saw it coming. I mean, we knew he hated cats, but. It's a shame he was drugging and molesting all those women. Oh, oh, oh the thing yeah. about the dog brew. <laughs> I like how it sounds like uh, fucking uh, Louis Armstrong when you do it. Like, it sounds like you're just <laughs> it like, does, it sounds like It sounds like Marge Simpson trying to do uh, <laughs> like a Huxtable impression, is what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, homie. <laughs> Oh, man. But, uh, so I guess the 20 grand goes to his adoptive parents, who really saw an investment opportunity at that shelter. Good on them. Uh, and enjoy your dog brew, I guess? Hell yeah. I don't see how you would, but do your best. <laughs> yeah, do your best. Just like Space Press is trying to do her best to, uh, grab the mic, I think. Yes, she's succeeding. She know, is succeeding. I don't know if it's making noise, but yeah, she's she's gonna freaking uh, kill at the Apollo. Oh fuck. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe that her that's her falling off stage. It's hard to tell. She, she knocked a, one of the speakers down. You should do a Moses type thing where you put like a hot coal and like a microphone and like I don't know the Pharaoh's scepter down and see which one she chooses. Well, I was gonna pick make her pick between the ball and the sword. Like, from the album Liquid Swords. Sure. That's a reference for everyone. Well, Wu-Tang is for the children. Well, that's true. <laughs> for, my, for my children, at least. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Zach, um, you have no children. So how has your boundless free time been? <sighs> Pretty decent. Um, I'm trying to think of like, anything. Oh, I guess like we like started doing social stuff again. Like we're all vaxxed and waxed and like ready to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should cut this, but I won't. While Tyler has a coughing fit, I believe that is weed related. Can I, can I just punch no, that up? No, not how, this about, time. how about vaxxed, waxed and relaxed? I like the rule of threes on that. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, and yeah, it, it's been pretty nice. I was like, I thought maybe I'd be like rusty and like super weird. God damn, if I don't still got it, you know what I mean? I would like to think that it's um, these podcasts that are keeping you warm and fresh. <laughs> it must be. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. I was killing it out there. I was like, you're maybe at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Sam, um... I would like to address the aspersion you just cast about me. Uh-huh. Uh, I would not almost throw up over a weed hit. Come on. I clearly, like a child, don't know how to drink a beverage. Please insult me correctly. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. let's see. So, oh, yeah, so um, what kind of what kind of social stuff have you been up to? Like, um, my family came down the other weekend, and we, like, went out to a restaurant for the first time in, like, a year and a half. But have you been, like, meeting up with folks, playing games, hanging out? We, um, a friend of ours just moved back to the U.S. from, like, the Singapore office at work after, like, a year and a half. So we hadn't seen him in forever. So he was, like, swinging through town. Uh-huh. So and were we you all... like, thanks for this virus, you commie bastard? 
Yep, that's what we, of course, shouted at him, because you know how we do it. And, uh, no, we uh, just went out to, like, get lunch at a restaurant, got some mystery shots at lunch because they were offering, and we were like, 250 for something, you know, that's a steal. That is could be that, anything. Is that one of those things where if you can solve the mystery, it's free? <laughs> no, because it was very easy to solve one of them. One of them, they, we just did it, and we were like, that smells like whiskey. And then we did it, we're like, wow, that's just shitty whiskey. We're like, <laughs> whiskey? And the, and the lady was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <And I> was <laughs> like, it's like, it's supposed to be, I feel like, something I haven't just had all the time. I like that. I think that's funny. It's whiskey, and you're like, all right, well, mystery solved. I've been to, to beer bars where they have a mystery beer, and it's easy to solve the mystery if you, instead of asking them what's the mystery beer, what beer are you looking to get rid of? Because it's the same beer. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, so we helped. We helped them. One of them was red, and that was very good. So that was certainly, I hope, I guess, I hope not whiskey, because it did not red, taste anything like it. Red is typically a good flavor. If I see something red, I'm like, okay, I wish you were blue, but we can probably hang. I mean, you yeah, got fruit so punch, weird. you got you got a, a, a rare steak, you got human blood, all types of great red flavors. It's true. Delicious things. So, you, okay. Oh, yeah, well, I have a quick question, I guess, based on what you just said about how blue being, like, the best flavor. Yes. Which I think is, is true, but, like, so few fruits are blue. And it's, like, yeah. the, it's like it's just fun to me that it's, like, red is, like, wow, super ripe. Look at that thing. And then it, it, we see blue and our brain goes, holy shit, that's got to be even more fucking ripe than that well it's really interesting because blue is definitely the best flavor of like beverage right if i'm going to get a beverage i want it to be blue i mean sure any sort of those sports drinks or like you know fake juices or whatever but there's no like real blue foods other than blueberries you know i was a lunch lady at my college and i remember one time there was like some blue garnish on one of the meals it like didn't even come it was just like literally a garnish it didn't go on your plate or anything and people would not get it garnishes do go on your plate no but it was like (laughs) no but it was a garnish for like the serving tray oh for the chafing dish yeah that's the one the chafing dish thank you and people wouldn't get it and the chef was like yeah i'm not surprised you know there are no blue foods so it weirds people out and yet i love the blue beverage so what's going on but what was it did, what he, was it? did he food color some cilantro or something? What, what was the thing? You no, know, it was like one of those, like, you know, you get like those fake kind of, I don't know what they are. I think they're like some vegetable cut into like a flower shape or some nonsense. What blue vegetable was it? No, I don't think it was blue veg. I think it was colored. But you know, you get like, it, you typically see them at like Chinese food, <laughs> like Chinese food places or something like that. They have these like garnishes and they're supposed to look like flowers, but they're bizarre colors. Bizarre. <laughs> Listen, no colors they're are not... bizarre to me. Let me just say that. Yeah. My they're fellow Americans... They're not colors said. that are typically seen around these parts, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so they make you angry and afraid. Uh, I, I guess that's the corner I've backed myself into <laughs> here, sure. Yeah, you gotta lash out sometimes, I get it. But, I mean, there just aren't really that many blue foods you know they tried to make those weird colored ketchups back in the 2000s and those people last, hated those people those hated last, green like, ketchups yeah yeah purple ketchup and green ketchup people did not care for those i seem to remember i mean okay they have those blue potato chips on jet blue those are pretty good you what are you sure you're not talking about blue corn chips i am sure i'm not talking about blue corn because they have blue red, corn chips too 
and those are pretty good too. They they bred like a specific variety of potato to be like have like a blue tinge, and they use them in JetBlue like chips. What a fucking waste of time that was for like crop stuff. But respect to JetBlue for boarding from the back of the plane to the front. No yeah. triple diamond gold members, and then double diamond gold members, and then all the way down, and then your shit's all fucked, and no one can figure out where to put their stuff in the overhead bins. JetBlue understands at the end of the day, I just want to get on the fucking plane, put my thing in an overhead bin, not too far from where I'm sitting down. They probably don't even sell those anymore, because like now they're shoving people in like three to a three to a seat to fill up these planes. You know, these these blue chips were in the the golden age of air transport. Yeah, the golden age. The golden age. Back thanks when you could smoke. Yeah, thanks a lot, Osama. That would rad. I I feel like you know it's it's annoying to be able to, to that people can smoke on a plane, but to be a person smoking on a plane, I feel like would be pretty cool. That would be fucking horrible. What if you got on a plane and they were like smoking or no smoking? Like, what's the fucking difference? Well, I can go smoking. You know, I want to leave the option open. I'm, you know, what I'm if I need a mysterious I'm, man. All he offers me a cigarette. You're sitting in a giant cigar, essentially. It's wild mm-hmm. to me, in retrospect, that there were times when I went to restaurants as a child, and they mm-hmm. would ask my parents, smoking or non-smoking. Yeah. First of all, because it's weird that that was a thing, and like to look back on it and be like, that was a thing, and I'll tell my kids about that, and they'll be like, now nah, you're full of shit. And yeah. also, I think when your kid is five years old, you have to put your kid in non- you have to go to non-smoking. You can't you can't have a five year old in the smoking section. That's wild. Unless you ruins the vibe. You Unless ruins they're the vibe. rad as hell. That's true. I, your kid's what, rad. Have you met me? Yeah, obviously they weren't gonna let you in. Oh, they, yeah, I was just gonna have to sit there and wait for my parents to go smoke and eat. <laughs> <laughs> They'll give me some crayons to eat or something. God, can, can you imagine working really hard as like a chef in a restaurant and then it gets served to a guy who's just smoked like three cigarettes back to back and he's like. I don't taste anything. Like, he sends it yeah. back for saying it's under-seasoned? Yep. Now I'm thinking about the last time I went to a place where I could color on the uh, on the tablecloth. It's been too long. Depends if any you bring place. your own crayons. Yeah, <laughs> any place you can do it. That is true. I just haven't wanted it enough is what it comes down to. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, speaking about just wanting it so bad, let's go to Reuters.com for our next article, Treating Like Children. BHP beer ban irks Australian mine workers. They had to specifically not use the term Australian miners in here because I guarantee someone that said, like, <laughs> irks Australian miners, and the editor was like, come on, like, don't do that. So I don't know what the life of an Australian miner is, but it seems horrible from reading this article. So BHP Group, which I guess is a mining conglomerate, has a new policy to limit late-night drinking at its Australian mines and search the belongings for secret stashes of liquor. So I guess there are these, like, mining towns, just like it's the 1860s, and you go and you live in the company town, and, like, there are, like, company bars and shit, and they're like, oh, these miners, because they work the worst fucking job in the world, like to get drunk, and it's causing us problems. So we'll just declare that they're not allowed to drink, and also we'll search their possessions anytime we feel like it. Jesus Christ, Australia. I mean, I know you guys were a penal colony, but, like, calm down. So, I guess I'm not sure why they would do this. Like, if the issue is that you're, I, I like, they're hungover, so they're 
showing up to work late or they're not working well, like, just fire them. Like, it's <laughs> making me think, if I ever had a... If I ever ran a company, I would be like, get as drunk and high as you want as long as you're doing your work and doing it well. Like, I don't care if you're self-medicating, it's none of my goddamn business. Yeah. Well, I mean, leaving aside your cool boss philosophy... Uh, I think I think probably people are getting into the fights and like mining is inherently dangerous. But yeah, Sam, your argument is echoed here when um, they say if there are issues with some staff, they need to be managed rather than penalizing all the rest of the workers. Said the Australian Workers Union, which seems totally reasonable. Yeah, you know how like every every rule. Is like pointing back to like a specific moment in time. I I I would like to know what the last drunken escapade that happened was. Where they're like, "That's it, drinking's over." All right, Craig, that's enough of this. <laughs> no, I'm also confounded by some of the things that are just like mentioned as an aside in this article. Like, why are people still living in mining villages? That's crazy. It is crazy that, like, they don't have, like, body autonomy, basically. Yeah. Like, and they're like, no sneaking in booze, because apparently people are clearly doing that. Like, they're clearly sneaking <laughs> booze into the mines to, like, get drunk while they work, and they're like, don't do that. But it's like, mining's the shittiest job ever, right. so it's like, I feel like it's like, as long as you're not going to crash a machine into the wall, like, do what you got to do, man. Like, you're already dying down there. Like, Now, if this was, like, an oil rig, like, out on the ocean... You know, oh yeah, like that's a little different. You're like signing. You know, you've got to stay in one place, and like you kind of know what you're signing up for there. But like, just uh, it's it's crazy on land where you could just presumably leave and drive to a liquor store or something. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, nah, uh, uh-uh, can't be done because you work for us. That's wild. That makes me wonder about the idea of dry towns in general. Is yeah. it that is a dry town a town where there are no bars or liquor stores, or is it like? If they see you with booze, like, in your own home, it gets confiscated and you get fined and shit. I don't know that they can do that. I think it's more that, like, they won't sell it in town, but I don't really know if it's legal to arrest you for having, like, a a substance like that. My understanding is that in dry towns and counties, it's illegal to sell alcohol. But, like, if you have it, then you have it, you know? Nothing they can do. Untouchable. Do you think that there are drug dealers in, quote, I guess they would be drug dealers, but not in the conventional sense, in dry towns that are just, like, reselling booze they bought to people who are too lazy to go outside the town limits? No, I Layers. don't. Because it's harder. As somebody who buys illegal things fairly regularly, it's, like, difficult to do. It's much easier just to drive ten minutes to the next town. But what if yeah, this is yeah. like a really sprawling metropolis that's a dry town? You ever think about that? Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't thought about that before, Sam. Yeah, because it'd be weird. Right. They're like, strap in, boys. This beer is 6%. <laughs> It'll blow your magic underwear right off. <laughs> and hopefully hers, too. Wink, 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 wink. And they're like, no, absolutely not. And the, I mean, Nobody if you're said. married. But otherwise, of course not. We just soak, because if you're going to sin, you have to do it in the most boring way. That's my least favorite thing, maybe of all time. Like, worse than genocide? Yep. 
I get where they're coming from with that one. Like sometimes a group of folks just annoys you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. like, usually the shit that Zach says is what really blows my hair back. But you're really coming for his crown today, Tyler. <laughs> and I feel like it's my mission to just pump the volume up on this thing. Uh, but yeah, no, killing a whole group of people, sure. Um, leaving uh, your penis inside somebody else's body until it gets flaccid, that I do not understand. That's the ultimate, like, test of will. Like, to not move at all in there, I feel like just both from, like, an awkwardness perspective, like, just to sit in that silence, but to also, like, your body, like, just, was like, we gotta move around a little bit, right? You're like, no, nah, probably. You're gonna get bed sores if you stay on there too long. <laughs> Do you think they ever oh, do, man. like, uh, crazy positions and soak? Like, do you soak reverse cowgirl? <laughs> if I just yeah. soak whatever it is, like... it should all be reverse cowgirl. It should just be, like, whatever is the easiest for everyone to maintain. Because, like, no one's up on their hands or anything. Like, they're just sitting, and you're just laying down. Like, perfect. They can have a chat. They can, like, watch it, TV through it, a mirror. Is it better to, like, get soft, like, real quick? Or, like, stay hard long. Do you ever think they're like, I was soaking for, like, 45 minutes last night? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got pruning. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you guys a fun fact about pruniness? Not of the not of the genitals. Um, yes, please. <laughs> so, did you know that if you have um, damage to the nerve endings in your fingers, they won't get pruny? Sounds convenient. How do you, know, how do you figure this out? Kurt saw in a UC video. So what nerves in my nutsack do I need to damage <laughs> to get completely smooth? Like, full on, like a, like a little, little globe. You just gotta get a lot of Botox. Chappelle style. Can you imagine how much Botox it would take? With his eggs down there. Oh man, you probably have to get like a skin reduction. Or like that dude who injected his private area with like a whole bunch of silicone, because he's mm-hmm. insane. He has to sit down to pee, right? Because his dick don't work right no more. It's it's really unfortunate. The whole thing is really unfortunate. Unfortunate it sounds like fortunate. it was bad luck that he underwent the <laughs> same procedure over and over and over again to he's make his not, dick like, weird and plump. Yeah, it's really upsetting because he's still got, like, apparently, like, a core of, like, penis muscle, but then there's just, like, all this injected flesh around it, and people, like, have sex with the flesh around his dick core. I see... What you said is horrible. <laughs> I see in the corner of your frame two feet that I assume belong to Becca. Is no, she it's that dude? <laughs> is she upset at all that you're yelling about this dude's <laughs> dick flesh? She's watching SNL. She doesn't know what's going on. Getting swept away by B minus comedy. Speaking of B minus comedy, let's move on to anything else in this show. Bobby Moynihan. How I could tell it was it was every. Every molecule in Zach's body wanted to say, Sherry O'Terry, and they barely <laughs> resisted it. So now I, I did it Sherry instead. O'Terry. I literally, I, th- I wish I could have that as my ringtone. My <laughs> ring back, like my playback music. <laughs> Finally get something different than Numb by Linkin Park. <laughs> so how did we get to the guy with the, the silicone dick anyway? Were we talking about somebody's life or no? I said I was having fun, I think. <laughs> 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 I can't be... That can't be right. <laughs> no, Sam said you you're, you get your fingers all smooth by damaging. Oh yeah. Your... Oh right, 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 right. So Sam, have you been damaging your fingers? Is what I want to go to. And if not, what have you been up to? What have I been damaging? So actually, I've weirdly similar content to Zach, which is just about me um, blooming like a flower and going back out into the world. 
Shut up, Rupert. I got it. We went to a wedding this weekend. Ooh. Which was a very... It was very fun, but it was a strange experience. Because, like, my instinct is, like, you're sitting close to me and you're not wearing a mask. The fuck's the matter with you? But, like, the table we sat with, the bride, like, confirmed with us in advance. Like, you guys are all vaccinated, right? So it'll be cool. So, like, we had our, like, little zone where, like, we all had, like, decided to trust each other, I guess. And it it was weird. I feel like you hear a lot of shit about how irresponsible youths are. And those of us in our early 30s and younger were the only ones who had masks on at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all of these 55-year-olds who are the ones who are gonna die, none of them, none of them were bothering. It was so weird. It was weird to talk to so many people at a place other than on the internet but it was it was a lot of fun and um i got a little drunk but not that drunk (laughs) cool was three stacks able to drink at all or did you make her dd again you monster i i told her i would drive and she said nah i'll drive for Mm. breastfeeding type reasons and i was like okay if you insist (laughs) nice cool I mean, congrats, but I don't have anywhere to go with this. All right. Well, I mean, you're the host, so I like I don't know why you're looking at me. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll just be disappointed and go to this next article. I mean, a lot of fun um, stuff happened. So, you know. I'm sorry. Hmm. A lot of fun stuff happened. Then fucking talk about it. Nah, Are you J balls over it's, here? It's fine. Sorry. It, I went to I went to South America, and that's the end of my story. No, tell me something if fun stuff happened. You dickhole. I mean, actually, it was mostly I heard a lot of fun stories. Did you, do you guys know how um, uh, strip clubs in the Dominican Republic work? Because I learned. No, I don't. I'd love to find I, out. I would have thought like anywhere else. Uh, yeah, apparently you go and you don't, you don't, like, so I guess I've never been to any sort of strip club. So I'm making assumptions about how. American strip clubs work based on media I've ingested, but uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, my understanding is the pretty lady dances and you give her money, uh, or she dances much closer to you, and as a result, you give her much more money. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or I shouldn't say lady, but just most commonly. But apparently in the DR, you don't give them cash, you pay for chips, like poker chips, and it's like three or five bucks for a chip. Uh, mm. And so the dude telling the story was like, I got ten chips. Because cause like, to, to me, like ten seems like not that many to have. But also, if, no, you're no, paying, no. if you're paying like 30 to $50, like that's a, that's a lot of money. I wouldn't want to do more than that. And then everyone was aghast at the fact that he got ten chips. Like that was the most anyone had ever gotten ever. And he learned oh, what? And he learned that the chips were not for what he, I, and apparently you guys assumed. Um, when you pay a chip, you get up on the stage and you place the chip on your body, and the performer uses uh, either her butt or let's keep it PG here, her front butt to uh, forcibly remove the chip from your body. Wait, that's a, that's amazing. They're breeding a race of superwomen over there. That doesn't like, sound like a strip club, though. I think I think they're they're stripping, and then like there's 
you know, between songs or so, maybe there's multiple on. stages wait, wait, or wait, whatever. Wait, 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 hold on. So is, are there alternate arrangements going on with cash money or is this just a chip situation? I don't, I don't know. Do you want me to call this I, guy? Cause I don't I have would. his number. I, I, would, I just I met him that. yesterday. Because there's no way you go in and you just watch these folks dancing and, and then you leave or you're like, I would like to have a front butt on me. Let me put this chip on my knee. I don't know. Maybe it's like a 10 drink minimum or something, and that's how they're getting their money? Right. Because there's no way it's all chip based, unless they are just absolute freaks in the Dominican Republic. I mean, dude. Based on what this guy was saying, like, you get one or two chips. And and he got 10, and that's why everyone was aghast. Wait, I'm still. None of this makes. So you go there, and you get a chip. If you and want, if you want me to explain the economy of the situation, I cannot do that. I'm and sorry, then somebody Tyler. Somebody picks the chip off your chest with their butt, and then what? Do you leave because you're like, I'm satisfied. I got that. No, I butt think it's. Pick, I think I it's like. That's like the highlight of the night. You get. Oh, you oh get, it, it it crescendos with a a chip pick. Right. A chip pick. Whack. Yeah. So and apparently, it got to a point where like he was like, I don't want to do this. So he was, like, trying to give his chips away. People didn't want them. Uh, yeah. Which, no. it's just calls into question the whole arrangement. Um, none of the, none of what you've told me makes sense. Where they would you put your assumed, chip? They probably assumed that he grabbed it from the strippers with his ass. <laughs> and they were like, no, I don't want that. He won a tug of war with the strongest vagina in Coney Island. Okay, now that I would pay to see. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Have I fulfilled uh, my quota now? I'm still mad, but in a different way. So let's move on. Okay. Um, our last article, uh, real change in direction. We're going to go to housebeautiful.com. Five, like five ways to create your own backyard beer garden without anybody picking a chip off of you with their vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all websites are made up, Zach. Gosh. You're stupid. I can't think of any ways, so we'll have to see what they have. I, this is a dumb article. I'm just I'm going to say that right now. This is a light week. This is a stupid article. I didn't even really read it. But I, I did think it might be amusing to go through and see if, like, anybody would be willing to do any of these. I actually did just um, – we did just get a couple of trees taken down. So there's some open space in the backyard. So should maybe, uh, maybe this will give me some good ideas. Uh, well, number one is make your own bar. I have a bar in the basement next. Okay, great, super. <laughs> they also then say you can just buy one and list one underneath for 350 pounds. Buy so, one what? A bar? Yes. That's extremely cheap. This must be a shitty bar. It is. It's like a little tiki bar type deal. Uh, number two is set the scene. So... <laughs> I already have overgrown weeds and some lights that are supposed to be charged by the solar panels on them, but they don't really work that well. Does that, that set the good. scene? I think so. They also basically say just put some old pallets around, so I think you're doing fine. Uh, <laughs> wow, this article really does suck. You weren't kidding. I told you. Improve your garden's privacy. Keep nosy neighbors out by placing carefully positioned trees close to your seating area. This is for fucking? I don't know. I guess. Maybe. It, 
It just says try propping up a gazebo <laughs> to increase privacy levels. Like, like as though you could just do that. Like, like if one of the six gazebo, or eight gazebos you have in the unfinished part of your basement, just pull one of those up, pop it up there. <laughs> no biggie. Dismissal of how gazebos are put together and how like accessible they are. Uh, the only reason you don't have a gazebo right now is because you haven't thought of it. You don't want it enough. <laughs> I think I think if I quit my job today and my full-time job became building a gazebo, it would take me three months and it would look like complete shit. Gazoinkspo, <laughs> am I right? That's a deep pull. <laughs> but it was to Parks and Rec and I got it, so I earned the point. Uh, number four, reuse your old beer bottles. So you can use beer bottles to make things like a wall, which I guess could also keep your noisy, nosy neighbors out. Or, or a gazebo, um, I guess. Combine a couple of these. <laughs> or a gazoinkspo. It's, um, it's a gazoinkspear, we call it. Um, it's made out of just old beer bottles, and uh, it's just full of hermit crabs and different <laughs> other sea life. It's just full of old cigarette butts and... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you saying there's a hermit down. crab in the beer bottle? Oh yeah. Do you That's not understand? There's, there's no way. That would be <laughs> awesome, actually. And then you can see what it looks like in there because that's the great mystery. <laughs> but they have fucked up butts. I bet it's all super <laughs> fucked up in there. That's probably true. I wonder if you could convince a hermit crab to live in like a little tapatio bottle. It has, it has just <laughs> occurred to me that I was thinking of a horseshoe crab. <laughs> We love them because we use their blood for blood transfusions, which is a scary thought. And we just harvest their, like, inside liquid to put in our bodies. Horseshoe crabs are so good at helping us do science. And they're like, we didn't ask for any of this. And we're like, shut up, <laughs> horseshoe <kill> crabs. <laughs> kill us. Um, you don't actually I, kill them when you extract their delicious, delicious blood. <laughs> they just wish we would. Exactly. Um, I just, I like that. They're like, reuse your old bottles. Like, make a pile of them. And I'm like, to be frank, I do feel like in college that if you had a really giant pile of beer bottles, like, women were impressed. And I know they're going to say they weren't, but I really don't think their actions back that up. I mean, Sam and I had a lot of beer bottles in our college dorm. We, we, On we decorated every, with them. Yeah. Yeah, basically every conceivable service. We bought a cardboard, like, folding stand so we could display more beer bottles. Right, and I bet girls were thinking to themselves, I don't know what's wetter, the cardboard underneath this pile of old beer bottles <laughs> or me right now. Uh, yeah, my experience shows that to definitely be true. Same, same, same. <laughs> um, and then the last one is grow your beer. Uh, plant a beer garden around your beer garden. What a crazy step. Because first of all, this is like, to give you context for this article, this is like a... How to get an outdoor beer garden for summer. Growing your own crops is not yeah. a time-efficient way to have a beer garden for summer. And it's much growing, more growing enough of these, even to brew one batch of beer, is, like, pretty land-consuming. Like, you have to grow a decent amount of stuff. They should also make that step number one, because if I'm reading this in order, I need to know that in, like, March, I need to start <laughs> right. I need to get my shit ready to harvest. Yeah, I'll, I'll plant now and then spend the whole summer building a gazebo and then <laughs> harvest at the end. I think, really, this article could be one tip for getting your, your beer garden in place, and that's just be rich. 
Buy yeah, a bar. That's the only thing. Pay someone to do everything for you. End of list. One interesting use for your uh, money here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I because all of this is like, first of all, you have to have the land to do any of this. You know, I can't put a gazoinks bow in my apartment. That's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. I think the person that wrote this article doesn't understand that not everyone owns a house with ten acres. Hey, she doesn't write for apartmentshitty.com. She writes for housebeautiful.com. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. You have addressed all of my concerns. And I got to back off. If you had a beautiful house, maybe you'd understand what Lisa's talking about. I would be coming at this from a different angle. That's correct, Zach. Also, this was written, like, yesterday. Like, this was published yesterday. Cutting it. Uh, I mean, I think you mean three days ago. Uh, it's England, so I guess four days ago. <laughs> True. Uh, but, yeah, also, hilariously, how to plan for your British summer. It's like, you can't all do this in, the, in four days. There's no summer <laughs> So so now I, I'm uh, just I, I clicked on the author's link and I'm looking at some of the other things she's written. She does have apartment versus house, which is right for you. So I guess you don't have to have a house beautiful unless unless the whole article is obviously a house. Otherwise, it cannot be beautiful, which would be a weird. house is right for you, pleb. <laughs> All I can say is that a house is right for me and it's beautiful for me as well. Uh, with my giant pile of beer bottles. My family to buy it for. Aldi is now selling hanging egg chairs for pampered pets. I'm sorry? Is an article that she wrote as well. Five household decorating tips to get them real wet this summer. (laughs) (laughs) One way to tell me if you're rich without actually telling me you're rich is if you're buying hanging egg crates for your pets. (laughs) Um, Man. So speaking of things that the rest of us do for fun i went camping the other day peek inside this thatched chocolate box cottage for sale in devon what did you just say <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't sounded, know. that sounded dirty i think i went into a fugue state so who's, i apologize whose chocolate hued cottage box am i looking into <laughs> i can send you the link if you want maybe oh, maybe when bex to work tomorrow i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um, how is camping? It ruled. I love camping. I believe that. It's freaking sweet. Uh, day one was great because it was a Thursday and nobody else was there. And it was just uh, Becca and myself. So we could, uh, you know, chief all the kind we wanted to out in the open. So that was great. And day two was fine, except uh, it was a Friday. So family started showing up. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was all good. It was a lot of fun. I've been camping in, like three years tyler you seem like the type of person who mm, if you had just a little more money you would get business cards printed and hand them to loud children at campgrounds that just that just say santa claus is not real <laughs> now, i like that i do like the idea of having a multitude of different business cards for different occasions um because i think the idea of getting a business card that's just like uh, you've parked poorly, you know, or something like that is is amusing. You're like, what is? It? Oh, it's an insult. Okay, well, all right. Someone went out of their way to make me feel bad right. today. Right, and it's not, and it's, and it's not like uh, clearly they, they were prepared for this. You know, they had this printed up. 
They were waiting for me to do this, and I've done it now. I think it would be better if, if instead of saying, you've, you parked poorly, I've gone out of my way to inform you that you've parked poorly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are hereby cordially invited to know that you have parked poorly. Yeah. But it, it was pretty cool. We walked around, we saw a uh, hognose snake, which is a hilarious snake. It's a snake that tries to fool you into thinking it's a different snake. In this case, like a some sort of like adder. So it puffs up its face real big, and then it squeezes all that air out of its face to make, like, a hissing sound. So it just looks like this big, idiot, balloon head fool. Uh, it's kind of snoot. It's really cute. It is, yeah. And it, it's it's a hilarious snake, so I was really glad we saw one of those. And, um, yeah. It was How'd it taste? <laughs> I didn't eat it. Uh, plenty of trash food in those dumpsters. Um, but you can actually eat every snake in the world. Did you know that? Uh, I, I can. I, I, I may not, though. Well, so you can eat actually everything in the world. Just some things you can only eat once. What I'm saying is you can eat every snake in the world multiple times. I'm going to actually rebuff you on that, Tyler. Because I don't think you could eat a yacht. Bite by bite, baby. I don't think you're going to live long enough if you're eating a yacht. <laughs> the guy ate a plane. There's that guy yeah. who's eating a whole plane. It only took him a couple of years. Exactly. Through God, anything is possible. Well, I think a yacht is bigger than a plane, but that guy at least could maybe, if he dedicated 10, 15 years to it, maybe eat a yacht. Right. Uh, but yeah, you can eat every snake in the world as long as you cut off that head, baby boy. Uh, no, I did not. I did not eat the snake. I'm not a. I'm not a hunter type guy. You know, I was playing around with with fishing and collecting sea life because they're basically plants. Uh, but you know, I'm not out, I'm not out there going to kill a snake if I already got some, some food back at home. You're much more gatherer than hunter. That's true. Oh, I love gathering berries. I did find some wild strawberries while I was camping too. So that was pretty sweet. I never in my life assumed that I would be friends with someone who would say this sentence. Oh man, I love gathering berries. (laughs) He also said today that he understands genocide. (laughs) (laughs) So you're friends with both those people. I contain multitudes. <laughs> um, that's as good as place to leave it as any. You guys want to rate these beers? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Zach, you go first. I had Jungle Juice Head Hunter uh, by Fatheads Brewery. It was 7.5 ABV. It was an IPA from the Cleveland area. And how do I feel about it? I guess, like... In terms of if you love a grapefruit IPA, I can't imagine you'll like a beer more than this. Like, <laughs> this to me was like the granddaddy of grapefruit IPAs. I just I hate grapefruit. Like, I think if they had called it Grapefruit Headhunter, maybe that was already taken, so they had to call it something else. But, like, maybe I wouldn't have gotten into this situation because I hate penalizing a beer for being, like, what it is. I just right. don't like the product they produced. It just tasted like eating grapefruit rind, like that was soaked in water. So, I don't know. If you like that stuff, I think you're actually going to love this more than I did. I'm going to go, eh, you know what? It wasn't horrible. I'll give it like a 5.3. Like, it was okay. Uh, but I actively hate grapefruit. If you love it, this might be like an 8 or a 9 for you. Hey, it's fair to rate a beer low because you don't like it. I mean, that's just you don't know, like it. Yeah, it's a subjective show. 
Also, well, if you, you like know. grapefruit, you might enjoy self-flagellation. Yeah, or having yeah. your balls stepped on. I was there when he belvedered. Um, speaking of things I don't like, uh, Yards Philadelphia Pale Ale, 4.6% ABV. This just... This didn't taste uh, really like a pale ale to me. When I when I think pale ale, I, I think kind of boring, but crisp and clean and, and you know, uh, clean flavors. And this was a little muddied. Uh, I, I'm going to say pruney, but now, Zach, you got me in my own head about these pruney <laughs> flavors. But I'm going to say it, it had just these flavors that I don't really associate with a pale ale. And so that was a bummer for me. So I'm going to give this a 3-5. And recommend this, I don't know, like, hmm, if you really like box or winter warmers, stuff with kind of that that stone fruit flavor profile, but you want to keep drinking those in the winter, maybe this will work for you, because at least I think it, it has some of those flavors to it. I, I don't know, though. I could be having a four-year stroke. Sam? Uh, yeah, I had pastry case ale upside down cakes. I thought it was really good. It's... it's very straightforward like i i usually like something a little more complex than this but i also like something that delivers on its promise which this does pineapple sweetness end of story and pineapple tastes good so i'll give this a 7.1 and recommend it to people who think pineapple tastes good nice solid what are you drinking next week next week i have uh, monaco brewing company released a bunch of beers that are like theoretically political i guess and emily got a couple of them so i'm going to have one it's a kamala harris beer a vice presidential stout mm, sounds disappointing um uh, i'll be drinking a george w bush light uh, hell yeah brother <laughs> oh boy what i like to do is form the rails into a w and then just zoot them up the old nostrils um Listener, if you want to tell us how you like doing cocaine or eliminating groups of humans, you can email us at brucetuesdaypodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at brucetuesday and comment on the links at brucetuesday.com. All the best. Give you down. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. 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 Here comes the beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes the shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel better. Yeah, I don't know. Feels like that one's gonna need to come with like a public apology. <laughs> Got out of hand. I think there's an <laughs> argument that every episode should come with an apology of some kind. I'm like, sorry you're listening to this. We wasted your time again. Oh boy. <laughs>